On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we're going to talk some training camp and how training camp might actually be one of the toughest tests for the new Eagles, the rookies, heading into the 2023 season. All that and more on this Monday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to a Monday edition of the show. As always, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers for making us your first listen. I'm Louis DiBiase, as always, joined by my co-host, Gino Camilleri. And today's show is brought by Link Jobs. Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Training camp is this month. Gino, we're here. It's July. We're getting close, just a few weeks away from the players hitting the field. Novacare Complex. Can't wait for football season. I've been enjoying the summer, but man, I'm itching to get back to some Eagles football and to hear about what's going on at camp. And I feel like you know, we've been talking a lot about this roster and a lot of the young players, the future of this team, because this, the first time, even compared to last year, that me and you have been doing this podcast together where we can say on both sides of the ball, the Eagles have one of the best groups of young talent in the NFL. I mean, at least since we've been doing the show together, that has not been the case. They've been really good, but it feels like they've mostly been carried by a lot of that same core, the Jason Kelsey's, Lane Johnson's, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham's, you know, the list goes on and on. Now they have those young guys, but I will say, you know, what's going to help those young players get ready outside of them, you know, of course, playing at Georgia and, you know, just being as talented as they are having the veterans in camp that they do like that's going to be honestly, I, I remember Devonte Smith saying this last year, and I think Darius Slay said it too, like a lot of the toughest tests they're going to face in the NFL this year, the majority of the time is probably going to be in practice and in training camp for the veterans and the young guys. And so for the rookies, that's just going to, I really think, be tremendous for their development, even for the guys that we think are very pro-ready because they played at these big college schools. Outside of the inter-squad scrimmages that they'll have multiple of between multiple different teams yep, over Including the Colts is one camp. of them. Yep. And outside of that, it's going to be the best guys in the NFL that happen to be opposite of you. Right. Look at James Bradbury and Darius Slay to Devontae Smith's point. Why do you think A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith were always ready to roll? Well, because Monday through Saturday when they're competing, they're competing against some of the best. Who better than to see how ready Jalen Carter is than to take on a combo block from Jason Kelsey and Landon Dickerson. Right. Like, hey, buddy, can yeah. you hold up at the point of attack against the run? Are and you able to keep never your shoulders face somebody square? Like that. Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. And Jordan Davis now, even in his second year, how much further has he come along in his game? I'm not just excited to see the rookies, Lou. You have young talent spread across multiple different years, and even those guys yeah. we just mentioned, AJ Brown, who is soon to be on his contract extension he's one of the older guys. And at this point in his career, he's not even close to 30 years old yet. And then Devontae Smith is going to be quote unquote, a veteran. And he's only in his third year in the league, right? Lou. Right. And a lot of these veterans that are around them outside of the core four and some of the older players like the Darius Slays, the James Bradbury is 
their counterparts are young. You look at the Hassan Reddicks, the Josh Sweats. They're taking on uh, a Jordan Maialata who's still extremely young with Landon Dickerson and then a Cam Jurgens in the mix as well. And yeah. those young corners are going to be able to take on the likes of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and see what it takes to get to that caliber to play against if you're Tyler all pro Steen, caliber Gino, players. If you're Tyler Steen, you got to go up against, and Cam Jurgens, they got to go up against a, a Fletcher Cox on the other side. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you look at on the defensive line, like Nolan Smith, it's not just Jalen Carter against Jason Kelsey and Landon Dickerson, but look at Nolan Smith learning how to go up against two of the best tackles in the game. One of the best right. ones, as you mentioned, in Jordan Maialata. And then on the other side, it's literally the best pass protecting tackle of the last decade, I would say, in mm-hmm. Lane Johnson, or at least over the last three years, statistically, the guy has never given up a sack since 2020. So for somebody like Nolan Smith, I mean, that's the thing is, I, I think, and I forget who it was last year, it might have been Jason Kelsey or Josh Sweat, somebody talked about not just picking the brain of the veterans from your position, but on the opposite side of the ball, too, to gain mm-hmm. that perspective, I think is so important, and I think you're going to see that a lot this year at Eagles camp. And you absolutely should, right, because... The, the best way to figure out your opponent is to figure out how they plan to go against mm. you. And the best people that know you are arguably the guys that go against you every single day. Yeah. It's like being in a relationship, right? Who's the person who's going to check you the most? It's going to be your significant other and your best friends, the people that know you inside and out. And who better to prime Hassan Ruddick to have that season than the guys he was going against, Lou. Do you not think that he was there day in and day out picking yeah. the mind of Hassan Riddick? And I think it was last year Jordan Davis. I think Jordan Davis was the one saying after practice at times, yeah, him and Jason Kelsey would go to the side and work on some stuff. You absolutely have to, and especially a guy, I would say, like Nicobe Dean, who might benefit the most out of this time period being in camp because everybody knows he is going in as the number one guy. That's a lot mm-hmm. of pressure to have on your shoulders. Yeah. But who better and what better group to be around than that core that they have in Philadelphia that he is going yeah. to be able to ask literally every single question like, hey, when I'm going against Dallas Goddard, hey, Dallas, when you're getting to this point in your route, what are you looking for against the leverage right, yeah. of a linebacker? And when I'm filling gaps, what are the guys ahead of me looking at? Let me ask Fletcher Cox. Let me ask Brandon Graham. Or, Gino, even something as small as like because N'Kobe Dean's going to be wearing the green dot and he's going to be communicating so much. You could even talk to somebody on the other side of the ball, like Jason Kelsey, who's kind of that field manager on the offensive line. Great so, point. Yeah. Great point. Getting timing down, mm-hmm. getting situations down. It's going to be a huge period for those guys. But the great thing about it, though, Lou, is where those players come from, they understand that that's really how they have to get ready for a college football season because you have spring ball and then you come back for camp and you got to be ready to roll. That's the NFL. You're not going to be going as hard as you did in a college camp, but the reps that you do put in, you have to be roaring and ready to go And Let's say, for example, Jalen Carter wants to come out there and put together a day like he had on his pro day where he's just deciding not to finish reps. Well, hey, Jason Kelsey's going to be right there checking him. Hey, you got to be ready to go because we only have X amount of time to prepare before we go out there and only play three preseason games, even limited, even less than we've had in the past. And Nick Sirianni, you know how he likes to make a schedule where he will even take – even more days away from these guys. No, 
no to, reason to take away a, a benefit of them practicing more, but rather to keep them healthy to benefit them in that way. And that seemed yeah. to work last year. But the reps that you get in, man, the Kobe Dean, Sidney Brown, Reed Blankenship. It's going to be huge for those guys. Those guys have to truly lock in. And that's why at the same time, would you like better players at some of those positions? I would say yes. But to those guys, they have to go out there and win that battle, man. And in this circumstance with these veterans, you're truly going to have to win your place, right? And I think this is one of those situations where those guys aren't going to be casted away and said, no, these are our core. We only want to roll with these guys. Their their talent is going to be warranted, and and they want to integrate these guys in because they know what they lost. If you look at that defense – you're going to walk into work and say, these guys in my meeting room, half of these guys weren't here last year. We have to be the leaders on top of what our coaches are presenting day in and day out to get us ready to go. Because it, as much as we say it's a 12-month calendar, 12 calendar year with the NFL, the portion in which you're on the field is only a little over four yeah. and a half And, months. you know, especially if you're a young player, like you look at last year's rookie class and they don't even play in the regular season. So it's going to be even more important, these reps for training camp and practice. If you're last year in a Kobe Dean and you're barely playing outside mm-hmm. of special teams. So like you said, when veterans are rusting, the young guys got to take even more advantage by the added reps they're going to get with the first mm-hmm. team and with the second team. So, yeah, it's an important time coming up for these kids in just a few weeks as training camp gets going at Novak Complex at the end of July. And, you know, I do want to talk a little bit more about the age, the combination of ages on this roster, because I do feel like it might be the most balanced it's been in a long time in Philadelphia. So we'll get into just how Howie Roseman constructed this roster based on age coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, Every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Head over to LinkedIn Jobs, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. It's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Eagles fans, we are continuing on this Monday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We're not going to be recording tomorrow, so happy 4th of July to everybody. That's going to be off from work tomorrow. Hope you enjoy this podcast while you're driving to the beach or whatever you're doing to celebrate. So we got four shows for you this week. Then next week we're back Monday through Friday as we get you ready for training camp, which is right around the corner. Before you know it, it'll be the preseason. We're talking about Tanner McKee because none of the starters are playing. And then it's going to be Eagles-Patriots week one before you know it. And uh, But as Gino and I were saying, there's a lot of work to be done still in these coming months until the regular season does kick off. And it is Philadelphia in Foxborough. And a lot of it has to do with these young guys developing because this year, Gino, even last year, I think the roster was way more balanced than it's ever been. It's been slowly getting there since, you know, you won a Super Bowl in 2017, really led by veterans. It was the what second, it was the two oldest teams in the league that were in the championship that year. It was the Eagles and the mm-hmm. Patriots and 2018, pretty much the same thing. 2019, then 2020, how he starts to go a little younger at certain positions. Like he tried at cornerback wide receiver, not quite there. Now, 
it's very balanced. But this year, especially, I would say, I don't remember the last time they've relied on this many young players in my lifetime as an Eagles fan. Well, let's go back to 2016, right? And the start of a time period where you never ultimately had full draft classes. Because yeah, what happened in 2016 was that yeah. you gave up multiple picks to go up and get Carson Wentz because you wanted right. to take a shot and go and get your franchise quarterback, and you have to go and do that in today's mm-hmm. day and age. Well, what was the result of that? What would be 2017, 2018, 19, multiple years where you only have five overall right, picks Right, because you want a title a and then you start getting aggressive in that way too. Yeah. You give up picks for guys like Jay Ajayi. You move yep. a third for Golden, Golden Tate. Tate. You want to yeah. continue – to take those risks and be that team that wants to be ahead of the curve. Well, by trying to be ahead of the curve, you kind of made yourself more reactionary to the age Mm. and look where it ended up. And that was 2020, the worst season that you've had in seven years as a franchise. Yeah. And how did you ultimately come out of that? We always talk about it. We always talk about that gift, that meme, Thanos, with the knife on his finger, it's all mm-hmm. about balance, right? Lou, yeah. You have to have the veterans and the youth because ultimately the NFL today is an athleticism-driven league. But at some positions like offensive line, defensive line, the Jason yeah. Kelseys, the Lane Johnsons, those guys can play well into their 30s and their impact on the field doesn't supersede what it is off the field where Jason Kelsey is a leader and Lane is a leader and yeah. Fletch and, and when it had experiences in such you know exactly. unique situations like they're six years removed from yeah. winning a Super Bowl now Lou what about right. all of the stories that they've learned in that time or just that- even like the weird years of 2018 and 2019 and what that can do for mm-hmm. you now when you face adversity and how they overcame you know those years to make the playoffs I think it's instrumental but you're right it's like at the same time this league is getting faster and faster every single year and the Eagles were so slow for years mm. because of the age and because of the style of player at some of the positions they had and so I'm, I'm glad Howie is totally going in a different direction there especially look at edge rusher I mean Hassan Reddick coming in and you know who you draft in the first round this year with Nolan Smith even at safety Sidney Brown's undersized but like what is his main thing it's speed it's athleticism mm. getting range sideline to sideline so yeah it's just a balancing act you have to have and um, I think they're doing a, a great job of that you know last year that, that was a, a huge reason that they were able to go as far as they did a perfect complement of young players that were mature leaders but also the veterans this year though I mean I was just looking at the roster and like what count where everybody's at with their contracts and their careers and it's you got everything I mean Gino you mentioned the core four I mean you've got the older vets like Kelsey Lane Cox Graham Slay and Bradbury then you got guys like smack dab in the middle of their prime AJ Brown Dallas Goddard Jordan Maialata Josh Sweat Reddick, uh, Maddox, Swift and Penny even in the backfield. And then you've got the young kids. Like you, Devontae Smith is still a kid. Dickerson, they're both in year mm-hmm. three. Cam Jurgens, Kenny Gainwell, and then all the, the rookies too. Even, like I didn't mention Milton Williams uh, and Jordan Davis. So you just you look at the starting lineup on both sides of the ball, and you have everything. And that really has not been the case in a long time. Last year it really started up. But this year, even more, I, I think it's well-balanced because in free agency, you made some decisions on other veterans, and I, I think it's going to probably be for the better. If you were to boil down what the 2023, how it became to be on paper yeah. to this point, I think Howie Roseman has created a very intricate, but at the same time, simple identity. 
Yeah. He wants to have homegrown, yes. culture setting veterans mm-hmm. at premier positions. Yep. That will create a gateway and a path for younger players at other positions to do any, I think he wants fall to do the in same. line. And you can tell he also, you know, wants to bring in guys that are going to be those next, like Nolan Smith, Jordan Davis, like Nicobe Dean. Those are the next guys at those premier spots that they, you know, he wants to develop into the next Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox. And how does he do that through the draft? Mm-hmm. Will he take shots on older veterans in free agency now? Not as much. Not as yeah. much as he did in those years. I was that we the were shots talking about. guys in their prime. You know, it's like CGJ last year and AJ Brown. Those weren't older players. It's a Rashad Penny. It's a DeAndre Swift. Like, yeah. do you want to fit in with this culture? It's more like the Jay Ajayi type of moves. You know, where it's like let's find a younger player that fell out of favor for non-football or you know one reason or another that doesn't mean they're not a good player. Like Ajayi or his logic towards the Jernigan move or Darby mm-hmm. too. It's a very Golden State-esque type of way of team sure. building right now. And that ultimately is a pretty good way to build it across multiple sports. Mm-hmm. And that avenue just seems to work where if you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins or the yeah. Chicago Blackhawks of the 2010 eras, it's like, give me the Jonathan Tays, the Patrick yeah. Kane, the say though, Duncan Gino, Keats. But you got to have the youth. Yeah, you got to have the Brandon Sods. You got to mm-hmm. have those guys that come it's up. It's tougher to execute, saying, though. I will say, you know, it's tougher when you have to go younger and it's just, it's also just the natural progression of things. Howie Roseman has definitely done a lot of this on purpose, but you know, even 2020, the Eagles were getting younger because they they were just going to have to, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Carson Wentz is on this giant deal and Jalen Hurts is going to be that too. So some of it's preference, but some of it's necessity. And it's definitely harder though. The execution, the philosophy was always there. And I even said that about Howie in 2020. It's like the ideas he had were never stuff I disagreed with outside of the Hertz pick. It was just the execution. So when you have to right. be more balanced, like they are now, the execution has got to be better because it's mostly relying on young players who are just way more inconsistent. You just don't know a lot of the times what you're going to get, mm-hmm. even if it's like a top pick. The thing with the balance element of it though, is if you look at the cornerback position, yeah. there aren't those extremes anymore because when you look at corner, I'm totally with mm. you he did enough to set that cornerback room up for success in those right. late 2000s. Where the, the young guys don't make it, you're not totally screwed. But they went totally young. There was yeah. no veteran on that roster outside mm-hmm. of Ronald Darby, who at that point was still trying to figure himself out. Now you look at that group. It's Darius Slay and James Bradbury, but then you have Avante Maddox. Let's find yeah. Greedy Williams, who's coming off of not being the best second round pick that he could be. Let's figure out if he can be that type of yeah, guy. Keely yeah. Ringo and Zach McPherson, who we invested top 100 picks in. That's how you create this balancing act. It can't be all or nothing. It can't be the 2020 receiver room where it's all speed. It has to be 2023. And that where was also a really young room, Gino, too, because DJX and Alshon were even available half the time either. So it was mm-hmm. Rager, Hightower, Quez, you know, J-Jaw. It was young as heck. It was an extreme way of looking at that position, yeah. and yeah. there truly has become a balance across the That's a good thing. The, the board, word you just say. said is, is key. Like, there's no real extremes with this roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no one way or the other. And mm-hmm. even linebacker, you still have a couple – players that have yeah. had qu- high quality seasons or are high, high quality talent. And yeah, right. Moro last year had a pretty good season. Nicobe mm-hmm. Dean is coming in as a guy who should have been a first round pick, but due right. to medicals was a third round pick. 
it's not like the years where you're trotting Zach Brown out there who you're saying, man, this kid, he, he can't get sideline to sideline. He just Well, can't that's a good point it. too, Gino. Like there was also at times with these Eagles rosters, they were extremes of band-aids. Like even before. Leotis McKelvin, Bradley. Fletcher, yeah. I mean, like Perry look at 2016, Williams. you bring in Leotis McKelvin and Ron Brooks at cornerback. Right. Or even the Chip Kelly days. Like let's just get Kerry Williams and Bradley Fletcher in here and throw this band-aid. Or Howie for a bit, I think after Malcolm Jenkins was doing that at safety before he traded for CGJ, mm-hmm. I think for a few years there, and it would frustrate the hell out of you, especially he would do that extreme with like band-aid moves and i feel like now he does a lot of that but he has a young guy too that could do more and but he's also Mm. not screwed there because if you know Sidney brown doesn't pan out we've got a terrell edmonds who's not amazing but he's solid right and he's you know not going to leave you totally screwed so yeah it's it's basically what we've said so many times in the show is having your cake and eating it too and howie of course a lot of it's been he's been maximizing all of the ammunition he's had from the carson wentz trade to continue Mm -hmm. to extend that flexibility it's easier when you have a lot of assets the way he does but i also think even without the wentz trade you know how he's so aggressive and thinking about different ways to acquire talent and future assets that He's, that optionality is going to allow him to keep this balancing act going. And I think that's really key for this team. And I think it's why we're all still so excited about this roster, running it back in 2023, looking just a little bit different and a little bit younger, for sure. Gino, let's uh, wrap up the show, though, by talking about 2022, because I saw from Pro Football Talk today, Mike Florio reported that the NFL has been secretly or behind closed doors blaming. So we all know what happened in Super Bowl 57 about the field conditions. I, neither one of us like to really blame that as to why the Eagles defense, <clears throat> Jonathan Gannon, uh, d- did not make one stop in the second half. But the NFL like, actually was blaming, from what it sounds like, they weren't blaming the field conditions in Arizona. They were blaming the type of cleats that the Eagles and the Chiefs were wearing, which is bananas to me because I... I'm almost positive. I remember Jalen Hurts switching cleats multiple times in that game. There's that beautiful shot to the Eagles sideline late in the third quarter where there's just a mountain of different cleats that they tried on. Yeah. And throughout it comes the like, game. I don't think it's coincidence. Brandon Graham the other day said the chiefs offensive line's lucky that that field was so bad. And then now suddenly this report's coming out like a day or two later, like blaming the, the Eagles, the no accountability league, the, the NFL, they don't take, you think it's a coincidence that action. a team had 70 sacks in the regular season and then they can't hit home once against Mahomes. Like it happens. The Eagles just happen to be on that field. And so did the Kansas city chiefs and take yeah. the bias out of it. But what and, bad luck, like, you know, looking back, we have not yeah. talked about it a lot. What bad luck that the made one of the greatest pass rushing units in NFL history had to play on that field. The Kenny Gainwell slip on that third and one was the first yeah. point when I was like, what the hell is going on? It felt on? weird early on from the jump. It and like, did. what a it time did. to experiment with new grass. It is just a banana story. <laughs> it truly is. And oh I'm sick about hearing about yeah. it. I think there has to be some sort of, some sort of uniformity when it comes to that element of it. Like, why are we just trusting outside people to, to deal with that. And why is the NFL blaming another team who they supply the cleats for? Like, don't they have the agreement through the national football league with what right. brand right. where the cleats right. grew? And it, it's all just a bunch of nonsense at this point. And it really makes me want to get back there without hearing any of this nonsense. Right. And it comes back to getting that defensive line back up to caliber of what it was last year. And yeah, putting them in that position and 
And frankly, I, I think the NFL is just going to continue to do a better job and try to push more towards grass as the players kind of push towards that way. As and they on should. The, yeah. On the biggest stage, Lou, like maybe that's the, the ultimate straw that breaks the camel's back and players can really get that power to them and say, hey, we have to do something about these playing surfaces because yeah. that, ultimately that's a, that's a risk to the players playing on that, man. I mean, one blade of grass goes the wrong way. You, you tear your Achilles like Brandon Graham does a second time in two calendar years. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. You're, you're done, right? And and that's what it has to come down to. And that's, no, I agree. That's the most upsetting thing. And luckily, nobody did get hurt. But yeah. of course, it's the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Like always, Sonny can make a great sketch about oh that at, at some point. Yeah, the, it's right. man, it's gonna go down as one of the craziest, most unique Super Bowls of all so time. So great with game, the man! Like it, an amazing it was game. A I mean, beautiful game to watch. Yeah, it, it definitely led to a lot of points being scored. So maybe that yeah. was the NFL's logic to it. Who knows? But yeah, definitely interesting to hear the NFL say that. Brandon Graham talking about it just a couple days ago. So yeah, hopefully they can get some revenge in 2023. That's gonna do it for today's issue of Locked on Eagles. Everybody enjoy your holiday tomorrow. Gino and I will be back on Wednesday. Got another show Thursday and Friday for you as well. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers for making us your first listen. We'll see you on Wednesday. Until then, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.